0: I believe I looked it up exactly where you were. I think there was something like 63 species.
1: You would be correct, sir.
0: How many did you find, Phil?
1: Uh, That would be zero, sir. Zero Salamanders. Zero,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Hello, I'm Nipper Reed. And I'm Phil Wolf. So, settle down, have a nice cup of tea. And enjoy the Venomous Exchange Radio
1: Podcast. Crumpets, never. I want the crumpets.
0: Well, as you've been such an extraordinarily good boy. Well, hello, folks. Uh, nice to be back. We've had a little bit of a, a respite because Phil and I have been desperately busy. Phil's been doing some very exciting things, which we'll get on to. Um, but welcome to the Venom Exchange Radio review of the year. We thought we would have a little bit of a chinwag between Phil and myself and just chat through some of the things that have happened this year and some of the products and some of the experiences and some of the animals that have kind of uh, been highlights for us um, and a few other things as well. So without further ado, how are you doing, Phil?
1: I'm well, Nip Nip. I'm very well. I'm here with you.
0: How I, yeah. It doesn't get much better than that, my friend. That's very kind of you. I am not well. I have man flu at the moment, which you can you probably do. hear. You can probably hear it in my voice. So I apologize to anybody listening that I sound dreadful at the moment.
1: You literally sound the same.
0: Okay, thanks. Um, <laughs> as we know, man flu is probably, you know, above HIV and Ebola and all sorts of diseases. That's the worst disease known to mankind. And uh, I hope I'll make it through the episode. So, well,
1: you have survived malaria, so I'm sure you have had
0: that. malaria, but I don't know, even that, is, is that as serious as man flu? I don't know. Well, I'll do my best to, to soldier on.
1: And you, you've had your buttered toast and your hot cup of tea.
0: I have a hot cup of tea on the go, and I've had some there, 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 so I think I'll be okay. Maybe Excellent.
1: Be okay. <laughs> the, the, believe it or not, the there, 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 especially from
0: a significant other, makes a heap of difference. Oh, 100%, 100%. Yeah, so I shall uh, soldier bravely on, but I will be expecting tea and medals by the end.
1: (laughs) In that order. In that order,
0: yeah. In in that order.
1: And for those of you unaware, uh, Nipper is wearing a lovely smoking jacket, and he has it bundled up oh so tight. He (laughs) literally looks like he's not sick and he's full of shit.
0: (laughs) There is some truth for that, but I am genuinely, genuinely Tom and Dick at the minute. I'm not so good, but it is what it is. Anywho, so moving on. um, First of all, we have some happy news. Yes. Yes. Philippe has made an honest woman of his missus for the about time. Yep. Yep. Congratulations, man. That's really cool. Thank you very much. Um, I'm just happy
1: she said yes. (laughs) <laughs> I'm amazed
0: she said yes. I mean, not only is she lovely, but she likes to herp as well. It's like a she lottery does. win. She does. Meanwhile, you know, I we had planned
1: a trip to the Blue Ridge Mountains, you know, nine, ten months before I proposed. And I was like, you know what, this is going to be the perfect time to do it. The seasons and the color change and blah, 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 salamanders on the mind. And uh, I've got messages from Nipper saying... It's been 24 hours. Why have you not sent me a picture of a freaking salamander? You're in salamander Mecca. And then I've got her sitting in the seat next to me going, how come you haven't found a salamander yet, bro? <laughs> Good could go? Yeah. So uh, I actually, I, I thought that her mom may have tipped her off to it uh, because she just kept doing things that, I thought she knew, you know. Uh, I had a, a valet, a little tin valet key ring in the center console of my car, and I had picked up her her beverage to hand it to her, and she goes, "What's that ring?" And I was like, "Oh, that's just the the, the valet ring from you know when when we got dinner the other night." And she goes, "Oh, okay." So in my mind, she's going. In my mind, I'm thinking she knows. Her mom told her the the the, the gig is up, right? In her mind, it's like, "Oh, really? Whose ring is that?" <laughs> you know yeah so and then we get back to the we stayed in this little cabin in the middle of nowhere and uh which is crazy because the garmin worked like a son of a gun but i still couldn't test uh send test signals to the satellite that's how that's how deep these valleys were
0: yeah yeah.
1: um but we get back to the room and excuse me and she's like hey i'm gonna have a glass of wine go take a shower i'm just gonna hang out for a little bit i said will you go take a shower first i'm like she's gonna look for the ring so I was like, let, let me let me take my pants with me, you know, because it's in my pocket. So I take it in the shower with me. And lo and behold, she walks in the bathroom. She's like, I'm just putting some toiletries away. And I'm like, she's looking for the ring. She knows. Later on, my backpack spilled over because it's top heavy. and It's all crap in it. And she's like, hey, your, your backpack fell over. You know, I just kind of shoved everything back in it for you. I was like, she's snooping. She knows. And then finally, I popped the question and uh, her words verbatim were are you fucking with me? Aww. And I opened the ring box ever so elegantly. And that's when you know the waterworks started and the happy and the hugs and all Aww, that, that. That's awesome, so.
0: man. Congratulations. And she actually had no idea. It was all, it was all in my mind. So. Yeah. Thank you. More importantly, yes, you were in North American Salamander Central. You were ground zero for salamanders. I believe I looked it up exactly where you were. I think there was something like 63 species. Y-
1: you would be correct,
0: sir. How many did you find, Phil?
1: Uh, That would that would be zero, sir.
0: Zero salamanders. Zero.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not good. Not good. Not 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 good. Good. And uh, it was bad because I'm looking at iNaturalist, trying to see like where other people found salamanders near where I was staying. And they're all around me but it's all private property it's all people's backyards yeah, right. and uh that's what we call shotgun country so you, know, <laughs> right. you don't you don't just wander yeah. into people's woods so yeah but uh, i did hear um i did hear coyotes every night we did we heard cool. wolves howling at each other one night which was super cool yeah and uh, we saw some beautiful waterfalls and she said yes so that's mate. That's Victory. the money I'm, I'm missing. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Yeah, that's awesome. And now it's she's got this, the amphibian bug in her mind. So we'll get her some red f's and some tigers and marbles, and she'll be an amphibian yeah. girl
0: in no time. That's quality. And she's from Castellarizo, which is a fabulous place for uh, Carpathos. Sorry. Sorry, no Castellarizo. No Carpathos no she's from
1: castellarizo isn't she no she's from carpathos city carpathos
0: oh well it's equally good equally places. good. <laughs> i'm confused now both islands are tiny and have salamanders on them and they're yes. really close to one another yes she's, she's from carpathos yes Cl- closest oh. to turkey that's castellarizo no
1: Yes. Karpathos.
0: oh okay was it a conversation to have off air
1: yeah she, she and believe me, it's been burned in my mind. <laughs> okay,
0: I've been to both, I've hurt both. They're both amazing, and both have an endemic, endemic salamander on them.
1: Yes, and I actually showed her that salamander from your photos, and mm. she was amazed. She's like, I lived there my whole young adult life and, and never yeah. saw a single one. I was like, Well, you weren't
0: looking for them, so yeah, 100%. now we got to go back and find them. You do have to go back and find them, mm-hmm. that'd be cool. Yeah, um, so what else has been happening?
1: Uh, are we going to get into acquisitions? Are we going to no, 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 Christmas? we're going to talk
0: about you and your dirt snake?
1: Oh, my dirt snake, yes, yes, yeah. So, for those of you who follow the show or some of the other ones that Nipper and I partake with, um, I started keeping actor the stiletto snakes. Um, I'm down to three specimens from four, um, and it's been it's been a, a very bumpy road, but I'm 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 very happy with the the step by step progress that I'm having. Um, they're starting to bask, they're shedding, so I've been trying to take more pictures and trying to save the sheds best I can. And I started making taking notes. I started doing you know note observations per nipper and and Scott's uh, recommendation. So let me pull up my notes real quick and recently um yeah i'd always been told about you know you can't you know you can't pin stiletto snakes because they'll stab you that's a fact um But it's also said not to tail them because they have a very pronounced spine on their tail. And for those who are unaware, uh, most African species, some Asian species, some Australian species, they have a very defined tail spine. And the point is, let's say you're dealing with an African cobra like a cape cobra. If you were to tail that animal, if you were to pick it up by the tail and use a hook in the front end, um, a defense tactic is for that snake to stab you with the tip of its tail as a distractionary measure so you look at your hand or you look at the you know appendage that's being stabbed and not focus on the business end of the snake and therefore that snake can spit at you or strike or whatever to try and evade you the predator well i wanted to kind of feel it um and i had an opportunity to do it in a relatively safe manner and i would not condone anyone do this with a stiletto snake because of the high risk and the high danger factors that contribute with it um and forgive me if i'm rambling i'm trying to put together the words and how to describe this excuse me so if the animal was to be detained with a bite proof glove, such as hex armor, or if it was ret- uh, restrained within a uh, restraining tube for medicinal purposes, and you wanted to touch the tail of the snake in theory you could, but we recommend that you do not tail stiletto snakes in the least capacity. We do not recommend that you tail or or use your hands in any kind of real capacity when dealing with anything in the atreaspis genus. So there's the uh, disclaimer. but I got stabbed really really well and it was an extremely unique sensation um unlike anything that i've ever felt before it was almost to the point where it i can't i can't anthropomorphize and say the snake knew exactly what it was doing but this tail spine was so precise that it literally hit pinpoint nerve accuracy it, it was stabbing on a, on, a, on a minute neurological level to the point where i felt independent nerves twitching in my hand and it produced a a, a a pins and needles sensation of sorts almost to the point where i thought to myself did i just grab the wrong did i just touch the wrong end i was, was going to say i
0: bet you thought i did for I a did. split second that you you'd yeah miss, miss, misaligned it
1: yeah and, and because. You, you you tail enough cape cobras you tail enough snouted cobras you you're gonna get stuck with the tail you they they, they poke you they prod you they go up your up your wrist up your forearm and you ignore it because you know it's completely harmless but this time i literally was like uh, 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 what just happened you know um i wound up writing notes that i'll read to you guys because i i didn't want to i didn't want to miss anything. So the minute I put the snake back in its enclosure and everything was confined and safe and secure, I wrote these notes. So if if I may, Um, uh, let me put it this way. The snake proceeded to probe and spine the index and middle fingers with its tail spine. The spine was precise, a feeling of direct intent, almost to the degree of a nerve. Sharp pain and tingling on a neurological level shot through the hand, radiating and pulsating in a pins and needles sensation. Effects lasted over ten minutes. Um, just a quick note so that I wouldn't forget yeah. you know, exactly what it was. Um, but that's literally it. It was it was it was scary, man. It I was bet, very yeah. it was very interesting and very scary. And now I can imagine that if you're living underground, if you're a fossorial species, and a third or two thirds of your body is under dirt and soil you can't necessarily just lash out and strike to defend the back end of your body so having some kind of adaptation like that tail spine and being so precise with it in terms of its its stabbing motion I think it's a brilliant
0: defense mechanism absolutely brilliant hundred percent yeah hundred percent was there any um and you say it lasted ten minutes there's no um numb patches on your your hand no no not at all
1: it it felt like my hand it it was basically very very sharp pain that radiated on a neurological level through my fingers through my palm Mm. and then it went to a pins and needles feeling because it it stabbed me probably five six times within two fingers uh and then that that pins and needles that feeling that like you sat on your hand for too long Mm -hmm. lasted probably about eight nine minutes maybe 10 minutes and then it was right. completely gone and everything's totally fine like there's there's no there's no venom in their tail or anything no no 100 um, yeah but it was an incredible experience and i i don't want people to rush out and go get one and start tailing it because bad things will happen and I, yes. uh, we wanted to put out a huge disclaimer don't fucking try this at home kids um yeah. but it was incredibly unique and i'm glad that I, i'm glad i got to experience it i'm glad that i got to take notes on it and uh It was just, it was very interesting. Very interesting. And it was a a definitive reminder about complacency kills. Oh, 100%. Even though you've been doing X, Y, and Z for X amount of years, complacency killed. Had I not taken certain precautions, it could have been very bad. I could have grabbed the wrong end. Yeah. You know?
0: So. Interesting. A great experience, but not to be repeated. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I can confidently say I'll never do that ever again. So, yeah, good stuff. Good yeah. stuff. Yeah. Right. So what I've done is I put together a list of questions about the year and I'm yes. going to ask them. Um I'll give you my answers as well. Yes. Um, and then uh, we will crack on with that. Before that, have you got any good did you get any good Christmas gifts? We just after Christmas. I, I did, yes. I got um
1: I got Johan Marer's new version of his, a new volume of his snakes of Southern Africa, which I thought was, oh, okay. I got uh, Rick shines most recent book. That was, that was a blessing.
0: Is, is that the so many snakes or something like that? Yes.
1: Yes. So yeah. many snakes a little time. Yeah. Um, and uh, Anna Maria's mother got me uh, amphibians of Florida a field guide. Oh, fantastic. So we're on, we're on the right path, but I'll That's tell you awesome. of all the Christmas gifts I got, <clears throat> excuse me, the most unique one, was given to me by my good friend, Marcus Andrade um, circa uh, from Farolingua. Check him out on Instagram. He's got a whole exotic game cooking and, and whiskey and pairings and all that jazz. So Farolingua on Instagram, check it out. But he gave me, him and I both shared affinity for Africa, and he got me some African gin. And <clears throat> excuse me, from what I gather, Africa, especially South Africa, is really booming in the gin right now. But this new brand called Indlovu, Let's see if I'm saying that right. In Lovu. So in Lovu gin, and it says elephant forged botanicals. So, what the hell does that mean? In Lovu gin is gin made from elephant dung.
0: That sounds yummy.
1: And <laughs> uh, basically, at some point, the manufacturers realized that elephants only digest. 30 percent of what they consume however because their nose is so sensitive they're choosing the finest botanicals in the bush whether it be certain leaves certain uh, herbs certain berries but most of that is not getting digested so what they do is they go to these different game reserves in southern africa and they harvest fresh elephant poo they then (laughs) take it back to their distillery where they dry it out (laughs) right They, they dry it out and then they basically add it to the distilling to get those rich botanicals um the cool thing is on every bottle are two numbers let me see if i can get it and it has a lot number and a date of birth and the way the way the lot number works is it's the gps coordinates of where they got the poo from
0: that is amazing i need that in my life
1: yeah so it's supposed to be very very good it's supposed to be very smooth to the point where you don't need a mixer you can just drink it over ice um and 15 percent of all the proceeds go back into elephant conservation and, and big game in southern africa oh that's so very i thought very that cool. was pretty cool yeah but in indlovu
0: so i-n-d-l-o-v-u indlovu gin oh. and uh elephant poo that is amazing i need to get some of that my other yeah. half would absolutely love that um, talking of presents from Africa, you have a present coming from me. Merry oh, Christmas. really? Well, thank but you, sir. Two things that are holding it up. Number one, it's coming from Africa to the UK to oh, then really? go to the US. Okay. And the second thing is the UK has a massive postal strike on at the moment. So, Really? There is no post going in either in or out and hasn't been for a long well for, for weeks. It's it's I'm I'm just getting mail today that was from the beginning of December. So Really? Yeah, it's pretty bad. Um, well
1: you actually have one coming as well. Um, no. my reason is is slightly more selfish. Um if I was gonna send you this package before New Year's, it would cost me over one hundred dollars to ship it. Do not do that. So I'm waiting until January, and then you will get your Christmas gift. Okay,
0: that's great. <laughs> awesome. So, that's I figured very cool. you'd understand. Oh, 100%, <laughs> mate, 100%. Yeah, yeah. Right, I have a list of questions for you. Sarah. Let's rock and roll. First one, thinking all these are for the past year, so we can start from the 1st of January. Um, What should we start with first? What was your best acquisition in terms of species and you've bought quite a lot this year i I did i I went ham this year um
1: my best like my favorite or like mon like how are we categorizing this
0: one that brings you the most joy when you look at it
1: one that brings me the most joy when i look at it oh my gosh that's tough
0: that is really tough. Yeah, it's a hard co- you have rinsed it this year. You've got a lot of stuff, particularly, I know, I know. particularly of lights. Yes, yes. Um, I'm literally looking at
1: the racks in the room. Um, it's tough because even though I got new acquisitions, the animal, like some of my favorites, don't, don't tell them I said this. Um, my favorites are some of the ones I've gotten in years past. But no, 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 no.
0: This is this just is, acquisitions know. for this year.
1: Um, Acquisitions for this year. It's got to be the stilettos, man. It's got yeah, to be as cool. much as as much as I love some of the, the, the rattlesnakes that I recently got, which we can talk about in a little bit if you want. Yeah, the the stilettos are just they're so boring and so ugly, but so fascinating. It,
0: why would you not want a tray of dirt in your house? That's I know. And, and, and,
1: see, and that's the thing. It's like I go up there into the venomous room, expecting to find a tray of dirt, and I go at different times of the day, so I can kind of catch them off guard. And sometimes, most of the time, it's a tray of dirt, and then I come back a couple hours later, and it's sprawled out, basking in the morning sunlight. Yeah. Oh, wow. Or it's or it's coiled up to the point where it has arcs of its body cresting over the the, the surface layer of dirt. And it's almost like it's warming just that part of its that section of its body. So incredibly fascinating on, on, a, on a legitimate nerd level. But yes, they are, you know, tubs of dirt.
0: Tubs of dirt. I've got to be honest, mate. I've only seen. I've never kept them. I've only seen them in the wild. They're ugly snakes, man. They're ugly. <laughs> <laughs> they really are ugly. Ugly uh, and dangerous. Man. Not a great combination. <laughs> well, just so that it makes
1: Nipper happy, I will say that I. If it's not that, it's going to be the the Crotalus Yes, now
0: we're yeah. talking yeah. proper snake.
1: And I'll even say specifically the uh, Cerro Pina Nevada locality. Nice, yeah, very, very real, cool. That real copper color with the the washed yeah. out sides of the saddles.
0: Yeah. yeah, your um your Montane rattlesnake collection is booming at the moment it grew done, you, real fucking quick <laughs> real fast and real big yeah you yeah. did you, you've done you did well you've got some stellar acquisitions there. Some really 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 nice Well, thank you I'm sir thank super you super jealous some of those i don't think we'd be able to get over here um just well, because of the lo- localities i kind of
1: screwed myself because i i got all these animals and none of them have significant others none of them have pairs so i have friends who breed them and Mm. i'm going to have to spend more money to get those pairs which is fine Uh, but on the bright side i had ordered two by two black box front slider cages which is their newest cage from BlackBoxCages.com, and they're going to be here just in time for my quarantine to be over so now i have the perfect cages to set them up in
0: really looking forward to seeing those all set up they are stunning absolutely thank you mate thank you yeah love them um for me mine's obvious i've wanted them for so long mine's my pira montecola the little tiny yes montane horned nose vipers i just can't stop looking at i can't believe i own them i can't stop looking at them I just, I'm anyone who follows me on Instagram will know I'm just boring the shit out of people by posting loads of pictures. But they're gorgeous, man. They are phenomenally little, cool species. If you can, if I would recommend anyone can get hold of them, get hold of them. They're very, <laughs> very good fun. Um, so that would be mine, I think. Um, hell yeah. And you got the Renardi this year too? Yeah, I got uh, Vipira Renardi, which yeah. lovely little insect eating vipers. What's not to love? Um, have you been feeding crickets? Yeah, that, the staple is I feed them mainly crickets. Um, occasionally, I'll give them um, – I have to go through a bag of pinks and find the smallest in the bags of pinks, and I'll give them pinks. But the um, m- majority of the stuff is either desert – it's very small desert locust or um, crickets. Excellent. Excellent. They're cracking little things. And I've got me sidewinders. They're a close second sidewinders. Yeah. Who doesn't love a sidewinder, to be fair? Yep and again i keep just taking picture after picture i've got them on quite a nice sandy substrate with some dif- different sands and some gravels in there and they just disappear it's incredible yeah it's just fabulous and i haven't yeah. seen them in the wild yet i really do uh, that's that's for next year 100% i need to see some sidewinders but that's my acquisition so my next question to you what was the best species you saw in the year j- just about to finish in the wild oh
1: that's tough man i mean the one that comes out to mind and just slaps me is the sonoran coral snake yeah i thought you'd say that i mean yeah, that's
0: it's so, it's so far up your street it's and ridiculous it, it's
1: such a a, a blessing a, 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 a gift from god because everything lined up perfect and it's just you can't go looking for that 100%. you can't yeah you it's, can't it's purely it. luck yeah. and gifts
0: from god yeah that's it uh, that was, yeah. That was. I'm going to be shit. I can't nail it. I, I know I'm. Maybe I put you on the spot, but I can't just say one. If I had, if I was pushed, and I, this is going to surprise you, I would say the favorite thing I saw this year was the Crotalus cerberus.
1: And that was my second. After the, after the coral, that was my second.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, Willardy blew me away because i've wanted to see it for so long and it was beautiful but i have never seen a snake that was so pretty yeah and i wish my photos did it justice and they don't um the colors on that looked like it it was just incredible it's like a child had painted it It yes and you know um Oh, yeah, just an incredible, incredible animal to see in the wild. Such a beautiful. I mean, I've, I've seen lots in, in um, you know, at shows or in captivity or whatever, and they're very pretty. But that particular animal, the phenotype for that was just incredible. It was just well, a beautiful what I think
1: thing. is what I think is interesting is that when you look at your pictures of the Willardy, it looks like it did in the wild. Yeah. When you look at my pictures; it looks like it did in the wild. When you look at Rob's, it looks like it did in the wild. And the yeah. same thing with the with the eye. Yeah. When you look at my pictures of the of that Arizona black, and you look at your pictures, and you look at Rob's pictures, and it's yeah. literally the same exact snake because all yeah. three of us are sitting next to each other in a line. Yeah. But yeah. Each picture has different hues and different shades. Hundred yeah. percent. It just. I, I wish I could blur them all together to show the yeah. real,
0: but you can't. It's, it's you impossible. Can't, no, that yeah. that was you know I've been fortunate I've herped all over the world and I've seen some phenomenal snakes but that it's just the colors it's the purples there's not that many yeah. purple snakes it was yeah. it was absolutely incredible that's my favorite US wild good, snake good. I've seen um the other thing I saw, which, again, I've waited a long time to see, and just the story behind me finding it and everything, was the Milos Viper. Yeah, I knew you were, I knew you were Yeah, gonna... you knew I was going to say that. Yeah. yeah. Um. Again, an absolute brute of a snake. And yeah, everything goes with it. The fact that you've got to travel to this little island, the history of the Viper on the island, um, the fact that it is, you know, it's a very, da- for Europe, it's a very, very dangerous snake um the size of them f- compared to most other European vipers things like that just an incredible experience yeah. and the fact that I nearly sat on one Um so I will yeah. say this I, I I really admired that one video
1: that you sent and we posted of you sitting with that one specimen
0: right yeah um,
1: and he, whether that was the one you were going to sit on or not yeah. But the fact that you you took the time to sit there and whether you were phot- photographing it and then you stopped to just take a break and just hang out. But I feel like we're oftentimes so rushed to get our photographs, take our, our, our scientific notations, our measurements, whatever yeah. it may be, and then let the animal be on its way. Mm. We rarely get a chance to sit and just be with the animal in the habitat. hundred percent. I mean, yeah. the, um,
0: the, the beauty of that is that it just fed. So it, it, it yeah. wasn't intent on trying to you know it, it was huge um you could literally see what i can't whether it eaten the wild little wildfowl that are in that pond or whether it eating some of the big um, milos water frogs or whatever it was you could see the lumps down its it had fed well yeah so it it was it, it really had no interest in it it was relying on its cryptic camouflage it thought i couldn't see it it's just sat there and i was able to sit with it and i sat with it i would say uh, you know probably an hour or more just yeah. Yeah, taking I'm, it very in very take you know looking at the other wildlife that was going on around it and stuff like that, it's just a phenomenal, really you know, a blessed experience because oftentimes you know at the score, most snakes you you get a few minutes with them and then they're gone. Yeah. Um, yeah. but no, that, that was cracking. Yeah, and I felt
1: like uh when we were with the Willardi and, and, and some of the clubs too. Yeah, we all subconsciously Want to rush because we perhaps feel bad about the other people in the group?
0: Yeah, hundred percent. Does that
1: make sense? Yeah, and yeah. I yeah. feel like if we had come to a vote, and especially with the Willardy, and said, "Hey, who wants to sit and just watch it for a while?" I feel like all of us would have agreed to it. Oh yeah, hundred percent. But we, we don't even ask about it. You know what I yeah. mean? But that's—I'm very envious of you with the Milos Viper that you got yeah. to
0: do that. That was pretty that, awesome. Uh, very, very cool. And I'm going to be cheeky again. So that Ooh. was an that was an island endemic. So that, <laughs> okay, it doesn't okay. count. It, doesn't, it count. doesn't count. That was right. on an island. Yeah, it doesn't. So count. my mainland Europe find for this year is the Carpathian newt. Excellent. Little tiny brown newt. It's just. It was my last amphibian to see in Europe. Um. So I, you know, I'm done seen all the tailed amphibians in Europe, seen all the frogs in Europe and all that sort of Hell thing. So, yeah. sorry, sorry, it was my last tailed amphibian to see. I had the melos frog, which I do which I've seen now. Yeah. So that was my last sort of tailed amphibian to see. Um and the scenery in the surrounding was just you know up in the Carpathian mountains on the uh, you know uh, Slovakian border um just high altitude meadows freezing absolutely freezing cold crystal clear water only about you know 4 inches deep but absolutely alive with these little brown notes. Uh, that that's was, awesome yeah it's cool. very very cool. that's awesome yeah so that that's my cheeky choices so next question is this is going to be well th- oh, you you're going to have to be careful here what was your best herp trip this year
1: uh no brainer going with you to arizona <laughs> mm, careful no miss- brainer.
0: careful in case the missus
1: listens to this no because see that wasn't <laughs> a trip that was a that was a romantic getaway with the possibility. Oh, okay ability okay. a romantic getaway with the possibility of doing a little herping
0: okay i'm that's writing that ridiculous. i'm writing that down i'm going to use that that's amazing. yeah yeah, yeah. It's, yeah
1: Baby, it's a romantic getaway we just may want to flip over some
0: rocks from here and here you know okay i'm taking taking detailed notes for that yes
1: please do please do yeah and, and i will say this though just thinking about like the species from this year and like the amount of species that we both checked off our list this year. Oh, right?
0: ridiculous. And yeah. I think
1: to myself, it Willardi was breathtaking. Clobberi, Breathtaking. Right. Especially since it, it was completely different clobberi that I've seen before. Mm-hmm. And that is why I now have three more species of rock rattlesnake at home.
0: Oh, it's and it's dig- like it, it, yeah. yeah yeah and 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 you know for somebody like yourself that has travelled in that area like West Texas and Arizona and New and Mex- New Mexico you can now equate your snake with a mountain range I think or a, sky, a sky island a yeah, sky island yeah and I think that is fabulous you see too many I don't know what it's like in the states but at some of the European shows you'll see cloudberry for sale um, or leopardus for sale with no locality data yeah you know so it's a nice looking animal but you've got no context to is it the West texas is it you know is it you know, further down into arizona and you're going to try and breed that with another snake different possibly a different locality so for you to having visited the different areas and, and know what the difference the sky islands although I I'm guessing I've never heard West Texas but I'm guessing the sky islands in West Texas are different to Arizona. Uh not, yeah no. but,
1: but they're very different and it's not so much sky islands as it is the foothills and mountains increase in elevation dynamically yeah. to the point where you get those those subalpine species.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah that that's what it is it's not it's not so much an isolated island as it is just the elevation got to that point to sustain those subalpine and alpine species.
0: Gotcha. Least, yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, for, for yourself to have having hurt the area and now have that particular snake that you can look at, and he, you know, I don't have a massive experience, although I read tons about it. I haven't got a physical experience of it, but I'm starting to be able to look at cloud patterning and think, I re- I reckon that's from that area. Yes, there is oh, yeah. subtle differences between even quite close sky islands. Yes, yeah. the a, a different phenotypical sort of look to them. But yeah, your collection is going to be just—I am so well, jealous.
1: And it's funny—is like you look at someone like Kyle,
0: right? The Call of oh, king, right? God, yeah.
1: So naturally, when I was making these acquisitions of these new these new rock rattlers, I obviously looked to him for advice.
0: Yeah, hundred percent.
1: I, I didn't buy the animals from him. And he didn't have to help me at all, but he took so much time to, to, to help me and steer me in the right direction. And, and he's just such a wonderful human being. I can't speak highly enough about him. Um, But for him to look at a cell phone picture and be like, oh no, that's Pina Nevada. Yeah. I'm like, are you sure? He's like, it's supposed to be such and such. No, 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 man. That's Pina Nevada. And I go, okay. And I go on iNaturalist, and by God, he is a thousand percent correct. Coius And like, Cousyous. and it's yeah. just now I feel like I don't know if it's necessarily the next chapter in the herping, and like, and in in, in in the in the herpetoculture and the keeping and all that, but it's definitely a reminder that we don't have to stick to the same old thing. We can expand our horizons, and there's just more gateways and doors everywhere.
0: Oh, 100%. You know, 100%. 100%. So. There's a, a big rabbit hole to go down.
1: And yeah. I, I asked Anna Maria, I said, So you want to go have our honeymoon in, in Durango, Mexico? <laughs> and she's like, No, but what, 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 no. I said, Look, we'll hire the Herb guys. They'll, you know, grease some palms. We'll be fine. You know, yeah. she goes, No, we're not looking for rattlesnakes on our honeymoon. Bye bye. Yeah,
0: no, obviously. That's a ridiculous place to go for a honeymoon when there's so many vipers in Europe to see. <laughs> and see, I thought you were gonna break make a cartel joke.
1: <laughs> no, 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 no. Nice. no. nice. Yeah, you she you know, you need to get out to Carpathos then. We do, we do. Uh, she's, she's debating uh uh this summer. I gotta talk to her and I still gotta renew my passport. Man, I told myself I wanted to have it done before the, the new year, so now I have that's my new year's resolution is going to sort be it out. Sort sort it out. Sorted out I'm never going to get to North Africa with you if
0: I don't. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. So Arizona was your choice. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Excellent. Um, for me, Arizona. Obviously, nothing's going to top Arizona because, yeah. as, as I've said thousands of times on various podcasts and that, everything was nude for me, and you know, hearing rattlesnakes for the first time in the wild, and just being with all the uh, NPR guys and. Uh, getting to touch you in person was amazing. Um, <laughs> so that is a gift, and just the scenery of Arizona is like yeah. nothing, like nothing else. Uh, and and the it's Columbia. so diverse. Oh. Yeah, and the, you know, I know it's not particularly your thing, but the birds were incredible, yep. and the insects, and particularly the dragonflies, which is another love of mine, were just all amazing. So that's great for Europe because I did quite a few. European trips, uh, this year for me, I'm going to go for Bulgaria. Um, frustratingly, I didn't find the target species that I wanted to see, but the trip as a whole was so good. I mean, I went with my, you know, a very old friend and dear friend of mine, Trevor Willis, excellent herper. And we found so much stuff and we had such a laugh, even though the conditions were really, really hard. Um, it, it was it was, a, it was a really lovely, lovely trip. Um, so, yeah, that's going to get my my vote, even though I didn't find the bloody blotch snake again. It'll happen. Hey, look, it's
1: just like us in Price Eye. It's an excuse to go back. Ugh,
0: Pri- Don't even start me on Price Eye, mate. Bloody Justin and Dustin just wandering around like fops, tripping over them. Yep. You know, you know, so there's us breathing out of our asses, trying to get to these random places. Not yet, thing.
1: Y- you and I stepping over what we thought were crickets, and were probably <laughs> fucking rattlesnakes.
0: Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. It's interesting. I, I can't remember the name of the place. There was a. Um, we went somewhere there were, where there was a lookout, um, like a pile of rocks with like a little wooden platform. I don't know if you can remember it. Um, it was at, it was near, what's the very famous talus slope that we went to first? Barfoot. Barfoot. It was there.
1: Okay.
0: There was a rock platform. That's, that's dignifying it too much. It was a pile of rocks with some planks on it. And it was like a view type thing. Sure. Sure. And there I heard such a high pitched little noise that I didn't equate what I think was I was listening to. Yeah. So, yeah. We we have to we definitely have to go back and find that. It's very yeah. high on my tick list. For sure. For sure. Yes. So, um what was your best book of this year?
1: Oh my gosh, there's so many of them. Jeez. Uh it's got to be Scott and Ties. G- yes. It's got to be. Yeah. Australasian Lapids. Yeah.
0: For sure. For sure. Yeah, the, I got the, the
1: book to model all books.
0: Yeah, 100%. Um it was almost too obvious a choice, but I've got that as my, my, my book of the year. Yeah. If anybody is into the venomous snakes of Australia, you must buy it. If you're into elapids in general, you must buy it. And even if you're just into the husbandry and keeping of snakes, just, you know, it, it covers so much. There's such good husbandry trips in there, whether you're into venomous or non-venomous or elapids or whatever you're into. It's it is a tomb. It's such a great book. Legit. I would strongly recommend it to everybody. It's it itself could be a home
1: defense weapon.
0: It it, it rivals the snakes of Arizona in its home it, defenseness. It does. It very much does. Yeah. Um, which is another great book, but I think that came out a little while ago. But I would recommend that to anyone herping Arizona. Like, the, the depth of information in there is insane. Yeah. Um, but I think my book is going to be. And it's a, it's a kind of an old book, but I only got it this year, and it's the Rattlesnakes of Arizona. Um, nice, just the illustration to tell Hicks' illustrations, and oh, yeah. you know it's a, it's such a phenomenally well put together book. Um, so that's going to be my choice, I think. It's good, yeah. yeah. good, yeah. Yeah, it's good. So this is going to be a contentious one. Best podcast of the year or not best your favorite podcast of the year.
1: And so we we've talked about this on other shows and yeah. I don't think I've gone full in depth but because this is our show, yeah, I don't give a shit. I'm going to just flat out say it. There are some shows that I I only get to listen to and from work. I don't listen to it when I'm doing uh, cleaning and maintenance because of a safety factor. And at the same Mm -hmm. time, if I'm focusing on the animals, I'm not listening to the information. I feel like I'm cheating myself. Yeah. So it's very very rare that I get through an entire podcast in one sitting. It usually takes me two or three days to go through it. So sometimes if it's not my cup of tea, I'll come back to it or whatever. The one podcast that I never lose interest, I never – I always – Am excited about it. Is Colubrid, Colubrid Radio?
0: Good choice. Yeah, and I,
1: I can I can confidently say that is that Dr. Loefman and Matt Most they do a hell of a job, and it it's always riveting and fun, and yeah. it, and, and the the scientific stuff if it's above my pay grade it is it is l- laymanized if you will and I understand it and they're they're so comprehensive in the way that they show people things and explain things and the guests that they're bringing on. It's just, it's a great show. So that's I, my,
0: my pick for the year. That's a good choice. I completely agree. I mean, I'm not, I, I do keep col- Um, I wouldn't say I'm a massive keeper, but I, I do have you know, a fair few species and I, I'm the same. I listen to everyone, whether, you know, there's species on there. I know I'm never going to keep. Yeah. I Asian rat snakes. Not for me. But I'm fascinated. I'll listen to the show. It's it's a really good listen. I would agree with that. But that's not my choice. Uh-huh. I have... And I cheat, uh, but I've got the <laughs> list of questions. I've got a few. Um, for me, Carpets and Coffee. I know that's your go-to. That's my go-to because of the informality of it and because half the time it, they're just chatting shit and it's very low-key. Um, you know, like you said, I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts when I not when I'm doing venomous handling, but if I'm I'm cleaning the other stuff out and things like that, I wear the podcast on in the background, yeah. and it's just such a good vibe. It's such a happy, chill vibe. It's uh, so I, I quite like that. My singular favorite episode, I think, for this year was a Reptile Fight Club episode. Okay not going to do the re- episode that was a car crash which was amazing and funny and yeah, I yeah. I just listened to it again and again and again but I'm not going to listen to, I'm not going to listen to that one it was the um the road trip episode when they recorded in the car
1: listen I loved that episode yeah and I felt like Chuck and Doc and and even Dustin I I felt like they they kind of I don't want to say they poo-pooed it, but I know they were displeased with it and they had
0: to record it twice. And that episode was gold. 100%. And I'm going to rip that off like, fuck, we are definitely, next time we go on a Hurt Trip, going to do that. A thousand percent. It was such a good vibe. You know, you could hear the car noise in the background. You could hear the traffic going by. Mm -hmm. It it was like just being on a Hurt Trip. It was great. And you and
1: I were just in that car with them. Yeah, it brought back so much (sighs) rapid nostalgia
0: hundred percent, hundred percent. But I thought such a really enjoyable show. Um, yeah, I know. I know they didn't particularly like it, it as one of their episodes. I thought it was phenomenal. More shows, like, Yeah, more shows like that. Yeah. Um, and another one that I really, really like, probably out of your wheelhouse, not your cup of tea, is uh, Amphibicast. They are hitting it out of the park. What a great, consistently good podcast yeah i mean i can't remember how many episodes he's up to now it's 150 or over 150 something like that every single one the production quality is great the guests are really good information is you know is put out in a really usable way lots of variation on what they're talking about just consistently good so that 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 probably yeah. gets my overall winner nice um, it's a great yeah. choice and they, really... they
1: they do such a great job because i feel like they were podcast listeners who knew what they wanted yeah so they knew what to bring
0: yeah it's it's um it's just slick it's you know yeah the, 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 the production quality and everything is it, a really um i don't want to say underrated because that's rude What I mean is, I think it should be more popular than it is. It's a popular podcast, but I think it should be a lot more popular than it is. That's a really cracking, cracking podcast. Oh, yeah. Agreed. Yes. Um, Yes, there we go. Now, another contentious one. Who is your person, herping personality of the year? Oh, gee. You can't say me, obviously. Well, I
1: mean, I want to, my herping personality of the year, I want to say Dustin, but he already... Has so many accolades, and everything 100%. else. Yeah, we know, we know that the kid's fucking fantastic. He's useless. We know that he is just a sloppy redneck who plays with rattlesnakes.
0: He has got a banjo and a rifle rack. He does and no teeth. Yeah, yeah, there's
1: no floorboards to his truck. You have to yeah. pedal like
0: Fred Flintstone. Yeah, um, he does he doesn't wear shoes?
1: <laughs> oh man, um, there's there's a lot of people. But I would have to say, I'm trying to think. I'm going to say Luke Kemp in South Africa. Oh, wow. Okay, Luke Kemp in South Africa uh, has put out some amazing photography. He just put out a a series of, of photos for different books and different literature. And he was kind enough to send me. Uh landscape photos of certain species I was keeping, and the the guys just dialed in, you yeah. know, and I hope to one day get down there to, to meet him in person and everything else um, but just it's tough because you get a lot of herpers finding a lot of animals, and they, they all take the same style of photo. it just depends on what little nuances they put into it, um, yeah. but his photos are switched on. I love his stuff. And I'm kind of torn because I wanted to say Tyrone Ping. Okay. And I feel like the two of them, they do work together on occasion. Yeah. yeah friends. Yeah. But I really, I like, I like what Luke's done. And, and it, I'm, I'm really, I'm pleased with his work. Ah, that's
0: a good choice. Yeah. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Mine is possibly a little obvious, but I'm going to go for it. Anyway, I, I was going to say Dustin, but I'm fed up with it. Yeah. With his ridiculous good looks. and I know luck in the field so it's, it's annoying oh yeah um i can't wait till he gets fat it'll come to him one day
1: <laughs> oh god you know he's gonna listen to this too which is the best part
0: yeah um I, I i think most people find stuff for him i think he's just trips over stuff really but, well he, um, he he paid people to plant stuff when we were out there oh 100 yeah that's what it was i mean the guys a buffoon um <laughs> No, he he yeah he, he's an awesome herper and you know he is definitely the future, but too obvious because he's been bigged up on too many podcasts. So I'm going to go for Kyle. Yeah, Cloud, I'm going to go for Cloud King because Hell yeah. not only does he maintain a phenomenal collection and maintains it really well, which is a an art in itself. He. Is so focused on what he does in terms of field herping in the, in the United States, which is incredible. Really, you know, I admire somebody that I don't have the discipline to keep going back to the same places and trying. I, I'm I'm like a child, you know, and <laughs> I need to just keep seeing new stuff all the time. But to keep going back to the same spot and and getting more data and photographing different snakes from that area and just building up such a Really good reference work on the local to him um, rattlesnakes and stuff like that. Phenomenal, really, really cool. And and he just had a trip overseas. I was going to say, but the other thing about him is he kills it as an international helper. Yes, he does. Um, You know, not wishing to be rude to our lovely American audience, but most Americans don't travel that much. You might pop. They don't travel at all. No, you might pop to Costa Rica. You might go to, you know, Bali or something like that. You don't go far many times. Most of you don't hurt that far away. Um, but he's killed it. I mean, he's done some great trips with um, people in Europe, and as you say, the the photographs from his South African trip, Namibia trip, wow! I mean, just amazing, phenomenal photography, and having hurt. Not that area, but having herped in deserts like that. It's hard to get great photographs. Your camera's buggered by the amount of sand. The light is so harsh. And, you know, his pictures have been outst- absolutely outstanding. So, yeah, uh, yeah. F- fair play. I'll be, I'm looking forward to some of his other trips now. I think, he's, he, I think he was talking about going to the Caucasus and, and trying to do some of the Armenian stuff and, and places like that, Georgia. Hell maybe. yeah um that would be incredible looking forward to seeing his pictures for that from those sort of vipers. but yeah what i'm a, still waiting for the rest of the african stuff yeah i mean he's yeah. got
1: he's i know he still has cordillus that he hasn't posted he's got more oh um, no he he posted cordillus. one didn't he, that was, a, he that, did. was a, that
0: was a that was a great photograph great photo great but photo. The, but the bittest pictures oh my I days i know Chondrodactylus too. yeah yeah oh. and, and even some of the species he found it's not like you you know yeah. I'm not saying no, nothing is ever easy, and I'm not saying there's bitter species that are easy to find, right? Maybe puff adders, but he found some really rare species, really, yes. Yes, really dude. rare, you know, just phenomenal, absolutely phenomenal. So, yeah, he's my person of the year. Excellent. What's the next? Oh, this would be interesting. What was your product of the year? What have you bought? What bit of kit have you bought this year? I think I know what you're going to say. What is your bit of kit that you bought this year that is your favorite bit of kit?
1: What am I going to say?
0: I think you're going to say your GPS, thousand percent. Yeah, lifesaving. You know, and it, and here's the thing is
1: I find myself playing with it for two reasons. One. In my mind, I'm, I'm paying you know, $12 a month to keep the thing fucking running, so I might as well use it, right? But at the same time, it's infinite. There's 100%. so much to go off of, and now I'm literally holding it next to the computer screen on iNaturalist and Google Maps and everything else, trying to get everything together.
0: Yeah. I, yeah. It, in this day and age, when people are going, not even further afield, but even local herping, how can you not go out with one? Is my exactly exactly yeah, especially I, I, as
1: garmin makes wristwatches now
0: yeah you
1: know for 200 yeah. 300 you can have a gps wrist watch
0: yeah it, it's phenomenal but just that i mean f- from a safety perspective if you're going to go somewhere a little bit gnarlier you've got that ability to a at the very least find your way back to the car right you know, if, if you go for the, the, the higher options like yours, you can send SOS text from it anywhere in the world, which is just a game changer, you know. Yeah, we none of us well, not many of us can afford the satellite phones, but to uh, to, to have the ability to send a text anywhere in the world that says, Please help me, I've run out of toilet paper or whatever that might be. Yeah. Um, absolute game changer. Why would you not? You know, people spend hundreds of dollars on a pair of trainers that they're going to wear for two months. Yeah, exactly. Why would you not have that in the field? Yeah. And, you know, and obviously you're recording all the data, it's, it's yeah, 100%. It's uh, yeah. an essential piece of kit. I would be uncomfortable to be on a hurt trip where there wasn't one on the trip. Agreed. With somebody. Agreed. I, cer- I certainly can't think of a trip in the last decade that I've done where there wasn't one.
1: Yeah. It's a great point.
0: Yeah. I just, even down to, I I was watching a Netflix documentary on uh, the earthquakes on Everest, which I'd recommend to everybody if you haven't seen it on there at the minute. Um, And it brought back loads of memories for me because I've trekked through that area Everest base camp and and all that sort of stuff. But the, the, the point is during the, um, the earthquakes, some trekkers got detached from everybody else. They're on their own. A very difficult situation. And they did exactly that. They text from their GPS. And a helicopter came come and found them. You know? That's the way to do it. What else? Yeah. What, what else? And,
1: and I, I tell people, I would rather have a legitimate communication device, like, like a Garmin texting, right, mm-hmm. than I would a traditional sat phone because not only do I have to pay for the device itself, which is really expensive compared to the GPS units, but now I have to buy phone cards and I, and and they expire expire. And then at the same time, now I have to hope that there's a good connection. I have to get to a higher elevation. Yeah. Whereas on the actual communications device, if, if you and I are in the bottom of a valley and as long as I have a clear view of the sky, it's going, it's hundred percent, yeah, yeah, and, and that's and and with you know pre-programmed, uh, preset messages. And here's the best part: I actually put Nippers' actual cell phone in there, so that I could text his cell phone. I could text my mom's cell phone wherever we are. So it's not just like oh, you have to have like five pre-programmed No, it's anyone you want. I literally yeah. upload my entire contacts list.
0: Yeah, so it's infinite. Yeah, phenomenal. So yeah, I hundred percent agree. You know, if there's anybody hoping regularly that hasn't got one, I just, please just get one. Yeah, you know, you know, it's uh, it is an essential. Don't buy that next ball python. Just get yourself a decent set. Now, GPS. Hell yeah, yeah, hundred percent. You've got me, a you've a 5400, right? I've got the same one as you, but I don't have oh, the okay. text. I got don't have the text facility. Okay, um, okay. but that's I, I'm going to upgrade. I think because I think that is. Um, Yes. mine's getting mine's getting on a bit now so yeah i think i will upgrade and get the one with the text facility because i think it's yeah a g- genius idea yeah and now genius. they're coming out
1: with a uh i can't yeah. remember the number of it's 5600 i think where it's going to have a full uh smartphone screen cool, so say, yeah. so yeah, you'll yeah. have you'll have the swiping like the rapid text swiping and all that
0: i mean it's yeah, like yeah. no brainer you know yeah 100 percent. so what
1: Perfect. about you man
0: right mine uh I'm going to cheat again. I'm going to have two. <laughs> Go for it. Um, my first one, as I've banged on about on lots of other podcasts and things, is I'm not sure what it's marketed at in the US, but in the UK, it's the Evo three. Um I don't know what they call it. It's it's a thermostat, but they call it. It's more than a thermostat. It's a controller. So, um, yeah.
1: environmental controller.
0: Environmental controller. It will do a bank of five Vivs um it's bluetooth enabled. You can do anything you want as long as you've got a, anywhere in the world as long as you've got a uh, an internet signal uh it'll do humidity you can program it for gradual temperature ranges everything it's just a phenomenally good piece of kit. We are so far away from the old fashioned habistat or whatever you were using Komodo. You mean a, a a a wall timer and a, a surge protector yeah. like me? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Although that's we're so far away from all that stuff now that um, there's no excuses. You know, they're not even that yeah. expensive in the UK. I think they retail for around about a hundred pounds. Um, but it does. That's five Vivs sorted for a hundred pounds. Yeah. You know, um, and, and
1: sorted correctly.
0: Sorted correctly, yeah, not just you know willy nilly. Not just on and off either. Gradually on, gradually yeah. off. You know, literally warming up to a, a lunchtime high, and then cooling off for the so for breeding. And then purposes. can you do?
1: Can you? You said it does five stats. Can you do different gradients for different stats,
0: or is it all the same? It's on got it's got three channels on it. Oh, amazing! So, yeah, um, it, it's just phenomenal piece of kit. Yeah, uh, you know, I think going forward, I think we're going to see an uprise in the rarer species or not the rarer species, the more difficult to breed species starting to be bred. Because I think now we can really tune in our husbandry in terms of lighting and temperature, which we've maybe not had the ability to do in the past. You know, we've got the T5 kits or whichever variant you want to use. We've got the you know Arcadia do them, other people do them. We've got the UVA bulbs. We've got the deep heat projectors now. We've got stats that all literally take the temperature up by degree throughout the day and down by, you know. Um, so we can literally research a species and recreate it, not perfectly, but, uh, you know, we're getting pretty there. Damn well. yeah. pretty, pretty damn well. Yeah. Pretty damn well. And so that, if we. Dude, LED, UV. LED, UV. I mean, yeah. the, the difference I have seen in my animals by putting full spectrum LEDs in there and things like that just visually for me to look at the animals but also in the activity from the animals and they they just pop under them it's you know it's things are improving at such a dramatic rate you know we're we're nowhere near as as advanced as the marine keepers and the coral keepers and stuff like that yeah Yeah. but that is where we're heading that's what we should be aiming for um so that's one Thing the Evo, but my other one is the other end of the scale. So we've gone from completely high tech amazingness to as basic as fuck. And I'd never say to my shame, I'd never seen one before until we went to Arizona. It's the Stump Ripper. You're kidding. (laughs) No, nobody in Europe, (laughs) nobody in Europe uses those. Never seen one before. Interesting. What, What a great bit of kit. Yeah, you know, all the all the damage over decades of field herping I've done, bending over and pulling logs <laughs> up and all that sort of stuff. Where yeah. you lot are all walking around like English gentlemen in Edwardian times, yes, just tapping logs and pulling them over. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. What a great bit of kit. Yeah. Um, I shall definitely invest in one of those. But um, very very simple. But why are we not using them in Europe? I don't know. It's, yeah, European herping is really hands on. It's literally on your knees pulling well, I know stuff there's, there's
1: also a big stigma with the stump ripper but obviously the name which mm. is why i think a lot of americans prefer to call it a field hook
0: right okay i apologize it, it, no hook. no yeah. I,
1: it wasn't in, it wasn't a crack at yeah. you i was just saying is that that i call it a stump ripper most of our friends call it stump rippers but we try to say field hook because when you insinuate that you're ripping up a stump there's so much damage and displacement and all that, but which you've seen us use it in field. Like that's not the case. No, it's no different from me just rolling a log over. Exactly. We're putting it back exactly where it was. It's just, now I'm not, you know, ruining my back trying to do it. So yeah, hundred percent.
0: No, yes. Great bit of kit. A very, very cool bit of kit. Yes. So that was, that was all my questions. That was all of them. You got anything for
1: me? I do. I do. Um, what do you want to see come, regarding this show, what are some right. of the things you want to see within the next couple of
0: weeks, if not months? On this show? On this show. I would love, and I'm trying to convince, It's I mean, people think it's easy to get guests. It's not. Not many people want to talk. They'll talk to you in person for hours right. and hours and hours, right. but it's really difficult to get somebody to speak on a forum where, you know, you know, thousands of people are going to listen to it. Not to mention it's recorded forever. And it's recorded forever. Yeah. And yeah. It, you know, we don't mind. We just chunter on forever, but a lot of, of people don't. that, um, I would love to get some of the Spanish guys that I talk to. And I appreciate, of course, you know, it's easy for me and you Well, me, I speak English. You kind of speak English, American English. Um, <laughs> but, I appreciate, you know, if someone when English is their second language, it's it's difficult. But I would yes. love to get some of the Spanish guys on um, to talk about um, the Spanish Vipers. Because, you know, the, the chaps I talk to, they're so knowledgeable and they're so passionate about the Spanish Vipers. And Spain is an absolutely, or Spain and Portugal, I should say, Iberia is a, is a better way um, of putting it. Um, And the vipers from that area, which is a huge, huge proportion of... you know, If you look at a map, um, Spain and Portugal make up such a massive part of Europe. And um, so the vipers there, there's so many subspecies and so many phenotypes and stuff like that. And they're so knowledgeable. I would love to get them on to talk about that. That's one thing. That would be awesome. That would definitely be awesome. That would be very cool. Um, What else? I would like to talk to some more widespread American venomous field herpers. So Florid- Floridian, is that a word? Floridian, you got it. Yeah, I'd like to talk to them. Floridian herpers. Um Some, I forgive my American geography, but you've got some, you've got California there, haven't you? Right. What's over the other side? So you've got...
1: Georgia. South Georgia, Carolina, yeah, Georgia Carolina. South
0: Carolina, that sort yeah. of area. I'd like to talk to some, some people from there. Yeah, we, we
1: call that the, the Southeast.
0: Yeah. That, that sort of area. I'd love to talk to some, uh, yeah. Some, some people. There are people that i you know, that I, I'd love to get on the show, um, that are experts in Eastern Diamondbacks that I'd love to have a chat. Hopefully they'll get back to us at some point. Yes. Um, yes. Th- I'd love to talk to some Asian keepers and field herpers, um, particularly, you know, uh, Singapore, Hong Kong, Malaysia. And again, I mean, there's, there's some cracking uh, field herpers in that sort of part of the world. I'd love to chat chat to them. Yeah, definitely Uh, more uh, from the Malay Peninsula. Yeah, 100%. 100%. Um, I'd like to talk to somebody that's kept and done work with captive um, insularis. Sure. Particularly, that would be fascinating, I think. It's something I would be interested in. Uh people that had experience with some of the harder to keep um species of venomous snakes. Stuff like that. It's just convincing somebody that it's okay to talk on the on the yeah. podcast and but then we'll c- figure out schedules you know, uh, and those. this obviously, yeah. yeah we're, us, we're five hours apart, but then if you throw in, you know, Asia or Australia or something like that, it becomes very, very complicated.
1: Yes. Yes, it does. What about yourself? I would like to see more, more bugs, more bugs. venomous arachnids and the like, that I want to get yeah. some tarantula people in here. I want to get some centipede people in here. Um, that's, a, that's more scorpion people, if we can.
0: Um, and, and, of course, the thing I forgot, which I love, and I used to breed myself, more Haloderma uh, people. Yes, yes. Uh, we, uh,
1: you and I both have some Hela people, both in the field yeah. and science, as well as the captive and collector. Um, yeah. So we definitely got to get them in. Uh, I also wanted to try and get some people. Whether it be in Europe or Asia or North America or what have you, that are building products catered towards our style of keeping, whether it be uh-huh. venomous, naturalist, yeah, or whatever, yeah, and kind of see what it goes with that, and uh, maybe get some habitat specialists, if you will, maybe some, yeah. maybe even people that work in the zoo field that do some habitat, you know, do some habitat-related episodes, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um. That's for sure. And then we, you and I have a laundry list of guests that are like, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Oh, yeah, no, yeah. We, we'll, we'll do it next month. We got to yeah. get on them. So we got that. We gotta, that, we gotta, that I'm excited yeah. about. Yeah, that's so. very, very cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah.
0: What about pairings for this? Uh, um, So many so many. So I'm really keen. My we're talking just venomous my I think, I think my top Venomous pairing will probably be my uh Viperia uh gaditania. Oh, yeah. um, she's the female is absolutely stunning. I'd love some offspring from her. Um I will pair my various groups of pygmies together because the babies for those are phenomenal. Um, I think a lot of my venomous stuff may be too young at the moment. So okay. um if I can sort out another male, I'd like to because um, last time the female Clarechis ate the male when I paired them, so I Ooh, need a new one. Wow. Yeah, that wasn't a great day out. Um, so I need to um, find another male, but I'd love to breed her because she's for a Clarechis, she's huge. She's really cool. Nice. Um, non-venomous wise, I've got a raft of stuff to pair up. But predominantly, my Apidora is my real that's your goal that's my that's my golden goose that is that is the one i'm i'm really uh into so they, they're going get, to get paired this week which is always very nerve-wracking because as you know they are, they can be quite aggressive towards oh, yeah. one another oh yeah and and they're and big you, snakes. Them. you have they're like 12 foot so trying yeah. to just, just untangle that um but i've also um just put together my water pythons um so i'm hoping um they may they're on the cusp of being old enough so we'll good. see see what happens there my maclots are already paired um and i'm just starting to warm my um king snakes and milk snakes now so they'll be going together it's good man yeah a lot, good. Of, a lot of stuff And what about you i track Taspis, probably yeah definitely not that <laughs> i
1: just need to keep them alive that's just yeah the goal. the goal is keep those guys alive um in terms of venomous, it will definitely be so. The wrinkles at one pair of wrinkles will get paired in the beginning of March, that's the goal with them. Um, Marcus and I are going to pair some Serasti Sarastis in April. Uh, we just went through every single one and we're very male heavy, so yeah. we're basically going to pick the best looking boys and throw them to all the girls and just kind of mix it up and see what goes on. Um, obviously keep track of things, you know, but, uh, it, if we get some locks, then fantastic. If we don't, then we know we got to change some things for next year. Um, I'm definitely going to pair pygmies this year. I'm going to do, cause now I've got two adult females, one of which is that new striped one I just got. Mm-hmm. So I have Palm beach County locality. That'll be pure. And then I'm going to take a Palm beach male and breed it to that striped one just to kind of cool. see what happens. Might as yeah. well. Um, and then what else venomous i think that's going to be it for for venomous pairings this year we'll just be that cuz i'm going to probably do four probably four pairs of serasi serastis wow just to kind of i don't want to go i mean we have way more animals but i don't want to mm-hmm. i don't want to bite off more than i could chew and i kind of want to nah. see what actually takes and this is my first time doing it so yeah, yeah. i if i make mistakes at least in theory i know it sounds morbid and cold but i'll have backups yeah um, and uh as for non venomous uh i will be pairing the fuscus probably in the and i'm thinking middle to end of january i'm going to pair them or i'm okay. going to start, start bringing them up in like a week um and then knobtails and barking geckos and oh, yeah. uh i'm going to i'm going to try and do the Rhodesian girdles again um, oh wow and i'm i'm kind of afraid so i've got one girl that's murdered another girlfriend and a boyfriend wow so what i think i'm gonna do is i think i'm gonna have a six-year-old boy that's half her size and i think i'm gonna put him in there and just see what he does and if she kills him i know that she has to basically be on her own for the rest of her life yeah leave it be yeah so i hate to guinea pig him like that but uh he he he's either gonna succeed with flying colors or die trying <laughs> <Good boy. laughs> yeah right um but other than that yeah i think that's gonna be it for for pairings this year oh wow. okay so that's i cool. too have a lot of colubrids that i'm raising up so yeah. the, f- the field eye are not nowhere near ready yet they probably
0: could but i don't want to you know. no there's there's no need to rush you know you want yeah you know, don't want to take the time of the thing. I forgot. I've just paired the sense as well. So, so oh, nice. Yes. Yeah, so nice. And you've got both phenotypes. No, just, I just got the, uh, Mandarin. Oh, beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Um, so we'll see what they do. Um, yeah, exciting. I, I love this time of year when you're, uh, just about to pair everything and see what you get. I've got an yeah. absolute raft of lizards to go together or are together already. So that's good. Uh, That'd be very good. You cool. already did all the colionics? Uh, I've got Coyulonix eggs in the incubator at the minute. Hell yeah. Um, I haven't got all the species. I've got, I keep uh, Mitratus, Variegatus, and Brevis. Um, Good. Um, but, you know, if I find any of the others for sale, I will snap them up. They're not so common over here. Um, so, but yeah, I I love them. So I've got multiple um, pairings of each type. So, yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Got me Ciliartus should be old enough now. Uh my oedura manolis should be old enough now. My oedura Dura Castle we should be old enough now. So they're all gonna we'll try all those. Plus all the Felsumas and uh the uh Timon lepidus as well, I should put together. Cool. They're all they're all hibernating at the moment. And this is your first time trying the Ciliaris? Yeah, they've they've not been old enough before, so okay. um to see what happens there you gotta I, I record s- it man i gotta see oh yeah I, there, there was some i saw some tenuous digging okay all right I, I'm, I'm possibly reading too much into it but yeah you never, know. You never be, know They could be dipping a toe in like bugs bunny you know yeah you never know you never know so no but um it's it's uh it keeps me you know a lot of the snake stuff can be quite sedentary and um quite nocturnal, whereas most of the lizards, that's why I keep philsumas and things like that, that they're they're so active. I mean, I've got a a beautiful beautiful um, slice of rainforest that's got the Ligodactylus gecko, Ligodactylus corraoui in. Excellent. Um, And I've got just a huge group in there, um, in a really, really bioactive tank. I mean, the tank's been bioactive for two years or something like that, before I even put the lizards in there. Oh, that's so great. It's just been, it, it was just more like gardening for like two years. Um, and the plants are f- fabulous. Just letting it get funky. Just letting it get in there, the isopods and all that not in there. And I've got the, and the, the, these geckos max out about three and a half centimeters. They're micro geckos. Nice. And, and I, I watch it for hours, just, you know, the interactions between the, 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 uh, the watching the different males fire up when one yeah. strays into its territory. I mean, the tank's big enough that they've all got enough space to, and enough places to, um, to get out of each other's way. But if, if two males come into contact with one another, they fire up. It's, it's brilliant. It's so interesting. I've got shed loads of eggs. So, you know, something's going well in there.
1: Nice. Oh, um, yeah. yeah.
0: So, yeah. No, I'm looking forward to the, to the next season. So, looking forward then, if we're looking forward, what trips have you got planned for next year? I have nothing planned.
1: Right. I am a useless shite you are i am i uh, i really do need to renew the passport because i feel like once i do that i'm gonna have the gumption to to to, to make brash decisions and yeah and, and willfully waste money but uh all joking aside um i gotta i only get two weeks a year vacation so yeah. i have to be very very 100 as to how i do it yeah yeah and obviously i have to consult the missus first and and and, yeah. and make sure that we're going to do our vacation together and that kind of yeah, day, yeah. see where she wants to go and what she wants to do and then after that once those decisions are made I still have to factor in the Daytona Expo cuz that's our annual pilgrimage um and then see what herp and I can do cuz I would love to make it across the pond if I could afford it so
0: 100%. Yeah. 100%. Well I've got a ton of trips booked. You um, do. You are booked up for the year already. I am booked up for the year already. Um I get about three months leave a year. I'm very fortunate. Must be nice. <laughs> it must be nice, yeah. Well, yeah, I'm worth it, I find. Yeah.
1: Um, but you are, you are.
0: I, yeah, I'm worth it. I have got a raft of trips. My first trip is in four weeks time. So just into the new year, I'm going to Grand Canaria. Oh, beautiful. Um, yes, It's. Um, I'm trying to see all the herps of the Canary Islands. I don't count them on the European list, but it's, you know, it's close yeah, enough. Close yeah, close enough. Um, and the Canary Islands, from a herping point of view, is, to me, is absolutely fascinating. Because the islands, there's, I think there's seven islands, and they're all really close together. I mean, you know, you're talking a 20-minute boat ride between some of the islands. Right. And yet, each island has endemic species. That's incredible, and you know you're talking like the surface area of some of these islands to have an endemic species is is minute. It's it's incredible.
1: Now, forgive me. Was the cow kings in Cape Verde
0: or in Canary? Yes. Now that no, you're right, it's um, the the problem, and one of the reasons I think um, that the Cali kings, all that complex, has been banned in Europe is because of the problems in the canary islands canary Islands, okay yeah so you've got an island basically you've got the 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 canary islands are largely volcanic um so very sort of similar to parts of california um temperature wise and geology wise so you know the snake just thrives there um for a lot of the Lizards on the island there's no snakes naturally on any of the islands, um, so the lizard fauna is really good. The lizards don't have any real natural predators other than Eleonora's falcon and things like that. There's a few little falcons, but right some of the lizards on these islands, because they've had you know they've had no natural predators they get they get quite big um, so the falcons are a massive problem, but now some absolute. Dirtbag has released California king snakes, which are thriving there because the massive food source in terms of the the biodiversity of lizards, and no natural predators to kill them. I mean, there's there's, wow. there's feral cats in some areas, but not enough to make a dent. So it's it's been a real real problem. Um, that aside, yeah, I'm looking forward to, Grand Canaria has got um, the, the, the type of lizards, the, the, the genus in the Canary Islands is the, the Galatea lizards. And some of them are, are quite small, sort of like fence lizard size. Right. But, but some of them get, you know, a, a nice size. Um, I'm trying to think of an equivalent US lizard. Um, probably... Like a Chuck colored w- lizard? Chuck Waller size. That's- oh, Really? Yeah, that sort of, you know, um, fairly hefty lizards. Bearded dragon size? Bearded dragon size, but yeah. really, but different shape, long and thin, really long tails, big, okay. big, big, big heads. Um, if, you, if you're familiar with Timon Lepidus.
1: Yeah, so very Lacertid.
0: Yeah, very lacertid, um, but, you know, um, Timon Levin- Nevidensis and Timon Lepidus, very similar to the Canary Islands lizards. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, Gran Canaria. I've, I've done some of the other islands, so this time it's Gran Canaria. Um, and then uh, after that, I'm going to Menorca, which is one of the Bale- Bale- Balearic Islands. Um, there's a couple of snakes there that I've already seen, but I want some better photographs of them. They've got um, um, Algerian full smooth snake and things like that, which are very quite, cool. kind of an introduced species, like, like a pistoglyphus species, but um, um, so yeah, do that, and then. Fingers crossed. We have the NPR trip to Utah in May. Very cool. Which is going to be amazing. So many, I mean, Rob's on the case already. I, yeah, you know what he's like. The itinerary oh, yeah. will be phenomenal. The amount of species is, 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 is you know, my big want for for Utah, that sort of area, is the midget faded rattlesnake. Really? Uh, More so than the lutosis? Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Oh. I just, I'm just really interested
1: in the midget faded rattlesnake when you see a big hefty litosis that's black and cream, like a, like an Oreo cookie, yeah,
0: you're, you're just going to lose your shit. Oh, hundreds. Don't get me wrong. There's some lovely species there, <laughs> but I just think my top species would, would be the, uh, the midget faded. Cause I'm, okay. I'm, I'm interested in it. I'm not saying visually that it's the nicest looking. I just, I'm, I'm interested in that species. I mean, there's some phenomenal species in that area. Um, Pyros and stuff like that. Oh yeah. Which would be super cool to see. And and Heloderma Synctus. Yeah. Awesome. You know what I'll be like, mate? I'll be just wandering around grinning and like a kid in a sweet shop again. Yes. Um, So there's that trip and then I kind of come back from there and then I'm going to Crete. Ooh. Which I'm really looking forward to. Really, hopefully, fingers crossed, a good cruise to go there. I think there'll be four of us going. Um, and there's, that's one new tick for me on the island. That'll leave me with two species left to see. Nice. Um, yeah, so that'll be cool. And the company will be great as well. Um, hopefully, um, that'll be uh, Trevor uh, again and uh, another good friend of mine who's cracking field helper, Kevin, and uh, another friend, Rob, who's into his field herper as well. So a nice blokey trip away uh, to, to Crete. And then the boy strip to Crete, Boys trip to Crete. Coming back from there, and then I'm doing uh, which is going to be first. I'm going to try and do Carpet Fest, North American Carpet oh, Fest. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, um, nice. when, yeah. when is it? Do they pick dates yet? They haven't given a specific date okay. yet, so okay. we're looking at the end of August, I believe. Okay, so I'm going to do try and do Carpet Fest. Dustin's going to try and do Carpet Fest. Oh, really? Wow. And then Dustin, myself, and Eric are going to try and do some PA herping. So Eric's got some cracking spots for timbers and copperheads. And then the lovely Mr. Loafman has got sites for some other things I want to see. But I know so, exactly what you're talking about, sir. Of course you do. Very yeah. envious. Yeah. Oh, pop along, mate. It'd be ideal. I,
1: I, I will literally if it's if I play my cards right and it's in that same around time as Daytona, if I can, if I can drive up, I'll drive up. Hundred percent, mate. That'd be <laughs> awesome.
0: And yeah. then, um, we're talking about flying from PA straight to Florida to see you. <laughs> Good. Excellent. <laughs> yeah. And then obviously you can take us out and show us some cool shit. where you Yeah.
1: Yeah. I got to We got to get with uh, Eric's sister because she lives in what I would consider prime diamondback territory. Really? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I'll, uh, when we figure out dates, I'll I'll see what, okay. Find out where she exactly. I know the road she lives on. I don't know where exactly where her house is, but she's in like one of the last surviving diamondback countries. Oh wow. So we definitely have to, uh, Revisit that,
0: yeah, 100%. Um, I will absolutely lose my shit if I see a pygmy in the wild. Do you understand that? I mean, that hopefully that I mean, I'm not gonna
1: say anything, knock on wood, you know, but that hmm. that that's fairly that time yeah. of year that'll be pretty yeah.
0: good. Oh, that's cool. And then, um, I come back from there and I'm hoping uh to put a trip together, which will be logistically very difficult, but I think it'll be worth the effort. Uh, to do Naxos and Zamos in the same trip, so oh wow, uh, that's a lot of flying on little aircraft. Yes, it is. Uh, it's, it's a big flight to, from U, from the UK to Athens, which is a long flight, and then um, it will mean getting a light aircraft from Athens to Naxos, um, where there's a, there's a lizard that I need to see. And there's then, no there's no ferry there is but it takes so long out of your herping you can get a ferry but you're looking at about i think to memory the like ferries. seven hours six hours yes yeah, i think it's yeah. nine hour which is you oh. know you've you've lost a day's herping yeah whereas yeah. the the flight is you know under an hour yeah um and then get a f- plane back to athens and then get another light a different light aircraft onto zamos um zamos is a cracking island it's got a really Good selection of herps uh, and including Europe's biggest venomous snake on there, um, uh, Vipera um, which I've already seen, but the, the the other people that are going haven't seen yet. Very it's cool. got it's got a couple of lizards I haven't seen. What's interesting is when I worked at Strictly, we had one. Oh, really? Yeah,
1: it was about it was about this big. It was oh, really, you guys cute. can't see. I'm holding I'm holding my fingers up about 15 inches, but
0: yeah. No, they they can get hefty. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Sort of. That was very cool to have seen them. I would I'm envious, man, you're gonna see it in person.
0: Yeah, I've I've seen it before. I mean, um yeah. I've I've seen it um in mainland Greece before. Um but yeah, there's some other things on the island that I need to see. So that would be very cool. Uh sadly, that'll be it for the year, I think. Oh, god forbid. I might get I might sneak one. I'm tempted to sneak a late september early october trip into the peloponnese in greece okay because if i if i if all the trips go to plan i will have one species left to see in europe then i'm done And i don't know if i could just sit at home knowing that i've only got one species left to see so i might put some effort into trying to find that species late in the year. The only problem is the species that I've got left to see is like the Sonoran coral snake. Ah, okay. You can't really go looking for it other than being an area where it's found. Um, and it's one of those, you know, that I keep seeing pictures of birders that find them that aren't looking for them, which is so frustrating. You got to find um, a local man. You got to find a local who has yeah. already seen three, you know? Yeah. A hundred percent, something like that. And then just literally for a, a week, do nothing but walk about in a very small area yeah. and just hope, hope the, the gods of herping favor you. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, that's excellent, man. It's a hell of yeah. a year plan, man. Hell of yeah. That's,
0: soon. I mean, that's, that's the plan. Let's hope it, uh, let's hope it all works out. Good shit. Good shit. And then, of course, don't forget, if uh, your missus wants to go home and see family, and you're, you end up flying, I'll be straight out there, mate, don't you worry. Oh yeah, I know, <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I will be straight out there. <laughs> Interested snakes on the island.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, that'd be very cool. Good stuff. Good stuff. Yeah.
1: Well, sir, is there anything else you want to touch base on?
0: Um, no, not really, mate. I think we've covered it. All, all I would say is, thank you for everyone that's listened to us over the last year. Yeah, you know, I cannot tell you how much both Phil and I appreciate, you know, taking your time. There's a shed tonne of podcasts out there. thousand percent. Uh, um, we seem to be doing quite well in the ratings. I don't know why. I mean, you must be listening to Phil's voice. It's certainly not me. Um, <laughs> really, really appreciate everybody that takes the time to listen. If anybody um, has a particular guest or an idea that they would like to hear, please just ping us a message. Um if you're going to get in touch with me particularly, don't. Although I do have a Facebook account, I very rarely go on Facebook these days. So if if you're sending me a message on Facebook, I'm not being dick and not replying. I'm just not on Facebook hardly ever. Yeah. But I will reply, you know, within, you know, as soon as possible if it's on Instagram. Yeah. Um, Instagram's I'm, the weapon of choice nowadays. 100%. So yeah, if you've got any ideas, if there's anything you'd like on, please. You know, hit us up on Instagram and we'll see what we can do. If you've got time, please leave us a five-star review. It's uh, It helps massively. It, it, it's really good. Um, please subscribe. Tell your friends. All those, all those things. Um, Phil and I have been talking about um, maybe putting out some merchandise, T-shirts and hats and stuff like that. If anybody's interested, let us know. Yeah, absolutely. Apart from that, just thank you for the year thank you phil for all your assistance oh, thank and you sir direction this year it's been amazing couldn't and, have done uh, it without you mate 100 percent. and uh, i hope the new year is fabulous for everybody
1: you yeah know,
0: happy herping happy keeping stay safe that's all from me thank you everybody <laughs>